welcome to our second season of Beckett's Babies. This is episode number 45. Wow. We're your hosts, Sam Collier. And Sarah Cho. And today we're going to talk about what's on the horizon, what we're excited about, all the good things. Um, but first, before we get into all the things that we want to talk about, let's check in, shall we, Sam? Yeah, let's check in. <laughs> About the Um, last two months. Yeah, we were on a little hiatus, a little break. That's never a bad thing. So what have you been up to, Sam? Oh, so many things. Um, I I guess it's worth mentioning that at the beginning of the year, I set a New Year's resolution. Um, that I was going to, (laughs) I can't even say this without laughing, like, just like the, um, the arrogance that I had on January 1st, believing that I would be capable of this, maybe arrogance is the wrong word, the self-confidence, I don't know. I was determined I was going to get up, um, at six o'clock every morning and walk my dog and then write for two hours every morning. Mm. And, um, that lasted about a week, um, kind of on and off, but I mean, really it's for a good reason, which is that I got hired full time at my job, which it had been part time. And, um, so I'm teaching five classes this semester. And so kind of all hopes of that went out the window, but um, (laughs) because all I I do now is grade. I'm just constantly grading. Yeah. I mean, being a teacher full time now is, I mean, you're, it's not a very, it's like, it changes every semester. Yeah. So you're like, your schedule is going to be up and, but you know, I was like thinking like, what if you just did it once a week? I know, I know. And I actually, I have been able to do it like some days out of the week, just not every day and so you know I was gonna do I've never done the artist's way and so I I was like Mm. gonna do the artist's way and I'm I'm on you know for the fourth time I'm on week one (laughs) because I haven't (laughs) actually I feel like I haven't actually graduated from week one in order to move on to week two um hilarious so yeah you know know, that's all right how are you (laughs) I'm doing great but everything you're saying it just reminded me of a um a podcast episode of TED TED Talk of TED Hour yeah. I was listening to mm-hmm. about um like procrastinators and like oh god not saying you're a procrastinator, I'm totally a procrastinator. But, I'm just, but the thing is it's like best like the original great ideas comes from procrastination like taking your time mm-hmm. and like being okay to start over and like failing like that or whatever and I was just like um oh, our Sam is just a just a little artist over there, just <laughs> living her life. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But I guess, like, there's always two ways to look at something. And so, I mean, I did write mm-hmm. a new one-act play in January. It's just not any good. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, I wrote it. So. Yeah. Do What about you? Did you make any New Year's re- resolutions? Yeah. So, my life is kind of crazy. Um, You know, I work... I'm out, I, you know, I work a couple part-time jobs. I, I'm on a sketch team. On the top of that, I'm trying to do my own writing. And on top of that, I'm planning a wedding. I'm planning a wedding. I just have a lot going on. But the one thing I want to do more this year, I was like, okay, I'm just going to read. I was like talking to my fiance. I was like, okay, what do you think makes sense? Like, should I try to read one, one book a week or one book a month? And he was like, 
whoa, 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 whoa. Like maybe <laughs> one book a month is more realistic for your schedule because you hardly have time to do anything, you know? So yeah. try to do one book. And then this is what happens, Sam. I make this resolution for myself. I'm like, and the type A that I am, I was like, okay, I'm just going to crank out four books right now. So the first four <laughs> months of the year, I'm good. Like, <laughs> and I read like, like during the winter break or like during this break, I just like read like speed reading but I was just like, I think it was four or five books. I'm on my fifth book that's right now. Amazing. And I'm like, okay. But it's, I'm like, I was like, that's not the point. I think the point was like slowing down <laughs> and read a book and like be present. And a book will help you do that. And I already failed. <laughs> when did you read? Um. Oh, gosh. What's the best one? Or all the of best them? One? So I... Right now, so one of my part-time jobs is I work um, for a nonprofit, Inside Out Writers, and mm-hmm. I'm going inside the juvenile halls. And I'm I'm slowly kind of training myself to start teaching those classes for the students. And, That's so and cool. there's this book called True Notebooks that was actually written by a teacher who was part of the program and went inside and it's his sort of um, experience of what it was like teaching um, in the juvenile hall. And it's been kind of like my Bible sort of, I don't know, like I'm reading it like a chapter or two and then like going inside and then sitting in those classes and seeing how the teacher works and then like taking notes and like, so that when I have to teach a class, when I have to sub, when a teacher calls out, um, I could be prepared. Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of this interesting, like, here's a history book, and I'm, like, experiencing it real time. So it's kind of a cool wow. thing that I'm doing. Yeah. And so right now I think that is probably my really fun book that I'm reading right now. And it's mm-hmm. it's just been, like, an eye-opener how some of these students, you know, you look at them and you think, oh, they're – they're in the gang. They don't know what they're doing with their life, blah, blah, blah. You just judge them. Mm. But you give them pen and paper and they're just like – a lot of them, they just like – they write from their soul from a place of just like pain. And But then there's so much hope and like, you know, it's just – it's so exciting to read and see. Um, and yeah, so that's my favorite book right so now. So beautiful. But I, Are they writing um, poetry or – or stories or essays or plays? Some poetry, yeah. I mean, like, there, there are students who are really into rap. <laughs> like, they want to be mm. a rap or, like, a songwriter someday. So the writing from that, like, cool. is beautiful. They're, it's, yeah. I'm like, wow. I don't think, I was like, Shakespeare couldn't even write like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's it's fun to see. Um I'm trying to see the books I read. Oh, oh, I really liked the book Little Little Fires Everywhere by Oh my Celeste gosh, Engel. so good. I listened to that so good. last summer when I was driving from Michigan to Maine. <gasps> so good. So good. Okay. Oh, oh I- wow, that's taking me back. So what what did you like about it? Okay. I think my favorite part of that book was um <laughs> Following this little town story that the the trial of this young mother who she left her baby and then, then yeah. this parents want to do- try to adopt and they're like this battle for this child and then how it like divides the city like it's it's on the background like it's happening and then it's like you're reading and it but that sort of 
has this like effect on the main characters and like, the decision making and everything and how it slowly evolves that but that moment like I don't know that was just such a well written kind of like mm-hmm. drama of like oh my gosh I could like I could see it and this is so dramatic and is she gonna get the baby or not you know it was just yeah that was probably my favorite thing how the writer was sort of expanding that world in that yeah. way yeah um but yeah yeah, she good. really I mean, captures all the um, characters so well, I think. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I just got totally wrapped up in that story. Yeah. And it was like a thriller because mm-hmm. this the, the mother who was a journalist trying to find out about the history of one of the characters, like mm-hmm. who she is. And, <laughs> you know, I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is a crazy. Yeah, I think they're going to make it out of a TV show. They totally could, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what's happening, but that was, I think, so those two books, True Notebooks and uh, Little Fires Everywhere, is probably my favorite book so far of the year, but I'm reading like 20. Of the year 2020. (laughs) Of 2020. (laughs) Well, now you don't have to read anything till June. Yeah, so I think I'm okay. (laughs) I'm just not going to read it all till June. (laughs) Yeah. Except our, um, our play of the month, which we will tell you all about yes. in a little bit. Yeah, so this is a good transition to talk about what's new on the horizon for Beckett's Babies. Or what we, here's the thing, right? Like, we just talked about our resolution and we kind of like effed it up for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this is a resolution for Beckett's Babies in a way, but let's just. I mean, but who are, knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen? Like, we we have ideas, we have these guidelines, we have um like plans a, plans in mind, but it could just completely get thrown out the window. <laughs> yeah, but we're ready for that. That's right. So yeah. you know, don't don't get come crying to us if things change. <laughs> like, hey, you said you're gonna do a, a series on um I don't know choreography and lighting i'm like well we tried (laughs) (laughs) um okay but but yeah so this is what we're we're hoping to to do this year and as always we welcome your ideas as well um we love hearing from you and so if you have questions or ideas for episodes please send them to us Mm so we are looking forward to bringing on more guests. Um, we have a few on our list, sort of, kind of in the works. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I think we're one thing we're really, we're really proud of last year. I think was like towards the end, like we were bringing on pretty remarkable guests on the show. Like, or I mean, throughout the whole year was really remarkable year mm-hmm, of guests, mm-hmm. but it was like the it was exciting to just get kind of our, like our, you know, heroes and like, you know, kind of like, I think we kind of want to build that momentum. We want to keep bringing on guests are doing like really exciting things in their fields. And, um, and yeah, I don't know. So I think we're, we have few on mind that we we want on the show. It's our like, you know, ah, <laughs> it's our like dream. A, I'm dream guest goals. <laughs> DGG. Um. Um. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, which we won't tell you because, you know, we want to keep the surprise. Yeah. But, but if you're out there, listeners, and you're working on something really cool or you, you know, you think you see a trend happening in the world of playwriting mm-hmm. that n- nobody's talking about yet, um, we would love to talk to you on our show. So please yeah. get in touch. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a writer, director, designer, stage manager, like any anything to do with theater, like whatever live performance or show, right? Like we – we want to talk to you, and you better talk to us, okay? We're cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and okay. then something we we also want to try out this year is a Play of the Month series. Do you want to talk about that, Sarah? Yeah. So every month we're thinking we will read a play ahead of time. Well, we'll let you know like what play we want to read. And then we maybe the every third Sunday or fourth Sunday of the month, we're going to talk about that play. And it'll be released on our show. And um and because you'll know ahead of time, you know, feel free to chime in and ask questions or have comments. And um it's basically like a a a book club, right? Kind mm-hmm. of but we're like, it's a play and we wanna and I think we haven't really done that, like really dissecting a play, really looking at the play, looking at the pages um, carefully. And cr- I don't think I don't want to critique it or reviewing it, but we just want to talk about it. Yeah, and I, and, and yeah. We, if you have if you have critiques about it, then we can share those thoughts on our show. Yeah, definitely. Or questions. So, yeah, so we're going to try that and see how it goes. And who knows, maybe we'll be able to get some of the playwrights whose plays we read um, on the episode yeah. where we talk about it. Yeah, if you're the play playwright that uh, wrote the play and we announced it on the show, be like, hey, I wrote that play. I'll be on the show. <laughs> like, okay, come on board. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, so for February this month, we will read uh, – drumroll, please – Maybe I'll... Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, do you want to announce it? Oh, okay. So so we're going to read Dance Nation by Claire Barron. Um, this is a play I've been hearing a lot about for a while. I've been really excited to read it and haven't read it yet. And yet I have a copy now. So um, if you're interested in joining our book club, you can go ahead and read Dance Nation in the next two, three weeks, and then mm-hmm. we'll talk about it. Yeah. On yeah. the third week of February. Yeah. Um, so get your copy. I'm getting I've I've already got ordered mine because my library doesn't have it. Um uh, maybe I can make a request. No, I already ordered it. It's too late. Um <laughs> <laughs> so we're reading it. Or we'd yeah. also love to hear from people if you've seen it, if you've had a chance Ooh, to see yeah. the play. Um yeah, yeah, tell us what you thought. Yeah, look out for me in the social because I might reach out to people on those giant Facebook groups that exist for playwrights and be like, did you see this? Did you read this? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Listeners, we hope you read the play too and follow along. Oh, it's it's kind of like a, a sing-along, like, right? It's kind of like you read a play and you're like, no, not really. <laughs> Except with it, we won't be singing. So we won't be singing. I mean, you can sing. 
want. Maybe, maybe. Okay, this is again like being ambitious, and we're like trying to see if we. But what if we like got a couple pages of this play and like got actors to read it and then put it on the show? Oh, that would be so cool. Yeah, and that's never happening. It could happen. It could happen. <laughs> okay. We have a whole year ahead of us. We do. We do. Dream big, Sarah. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a couple big things that we're looking forward to. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else, Sam, that you want to share that's on your mind right now? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess we could talk a little bit more about, have you seen anything over the past couple months? I've um, seen anything. Or... Um, no, but there's a play that's happening right now that I really want to see. It's called What Constitution Means to Me. Yeah. It's, it's, I really want to see that. I think it's playing at um, Mark Taper Forum. It's part of Center Theater Group. Um, yeah, I really – I've been hearing so much good stuff about it, and I really want to see it. Teachers that I cross paths with from my work was like, have you seen a play? Like, have you seen it? Because they all know oh, wow. like, in my background, and, you know, I got my – masters in player and so like did you read this like they're like they're always like telling me to see this show watch this you know read this play and i'm like oh my goodness i i will try <laughs> yeah yeah that's cool i think it's really cool when um people from the non-theater world mm-hmm. start talking about a play like i think that's a yeah. sign that it has kind of um crossed over some barrier yeah so yeah yeah, that's another thing too. I was, <laughs> I think we talked about this show all the time, all the time. But one of my resolutions is that I wanted to see more plays. Like maybe I'll go every weekend, or like I'll go to a reading, or like I'll watch a play. And I, first of all, I was just like, "Dang, why are plays so expensive?" Yeah, um, no kidding. I'm like, oh, especially I don't know, I don't know what it is about LA, and you're like traveling across the city to see this play and I'm like oh <laughs> I mean I don't have much sympathy for you because if I want to go see a show <laughs> yeah. at uh, Portland oops. stage it's going to take me two hours to drive oops oops, 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 but I will say one thing that's really cool up here in Maine um on Sunday nights on Maine Public Radio they broadcast plays from LA Theater Works oh so um you know, the, it's just a radio recording, but a couple of weeks ago I heard <laughs> I heard a stage play version of Jane Eyre. Um, yeah, LA Theater Works. And where, it's really kind of special. That's cool. I mean that in a totally non-judgmental way. Like, I, I, it's, there's something really special, I think, about hearing a play on the radio. So, oh, okay. So they record it and then they release it and then you, you hear it. Yeah. It's just the audio. Yeah. Maybe I'll try to get in one of those shows and go, Sam, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Please do that. They're like, what's happening? Why is there someone saying, Sam, (laughs) it's me? What a weirdo. Uh, Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, I guess we'll move on to Glistens. Okay. Um. You you go first. Okay, I'll go first. Um, What's your lesson? So, like I mentioned before, I this year for me, I just want 
to slow down more. That's a part of my resolution. Like I want to take my time on things and take care of myself, more personal care. So mm-hmm. one of the things I've been really looking into is um, essential oils in air purifiers. Because, <laughs> uh, you know. I don't mean to laugh. No. I think that's really. <laughs> no, it's okay to laugh because uh, it's it's funky. Um, I, you know, we live in LA where the air just sucks. Like, I mean, I live where we have two major intersections. It's just constant cars and smog and ugh, it's just really gross. And isn't everyone in California driving electric? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) I see like three, three of them that exist. I don't know. I've, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure, but I just feel like I see more trucks than anything, honestly. Um, so, I've been looking into like the quality of our air. My boss at work got us or uh, in, in the office that I work, uh, this like air purifier and essential oil to just like make the air cleaner because um, like, I don't know, because the air is, it, it stinks sometimes. Um, so, mm-hmm. And then so we... <laughs> You got us like this like peppermint oil and I put some of it in the air purifier and it just it's crazy how like it just transforms the space and like the quality and I just feel better. So I was like, man, we need to do that for our home. So I've just been looking into it. Um and I'm very excited. I think I know what I want and I might order it. What what do you want? It's called like just I think it's just called pure. It's like a pure. That's the mm. brand. And um it's it's amazing how much smells can play a role in your mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm already looking to, I want peppermint. I want lavender. I want um, eucalyptus <laughs> oils. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm just trying to find ways to just to improve the quality of my life. And yeah. Oh, another glisten. Holy cow. I just want to throw this in there. Kobe Bryant's death. Huge impact. Huge impact in our city. I, yeah. when I first got, first of all, I, it was a friend's birthday. We had a brunch and we're like walking around the beach. And then one of the friends get like a text message or a notification saying, Hey, Kobe Bryant is dead. I was just like, no, no, no. That's some kind of a weird joke that people are playing, like whatever. But I'm like looking on my phone, I'm scrolling, I'm like refreshing, and I was in disbelief. Like I could not believe what was happening. Like all my life, I'm not even if you're not like a huge basketball sports person like I was, but like Kobe Bryant had a huge presence in LA. Like he was just mm. everywhere like all you hear all you remember, I remember was like in school all the kids in my class were just like I want to be like Kobe I want to be like Kobe wow yeah he he just brought a lot of like joy and excitement to the city of LA all the kids it just felt like I just remember feeling like we're all kind of unified by this one guy for some reason <laughs> like because that's all everyone kept talking about my sister and my brother were obsessed with my brother oh my god I, I just remember he would be like like if there was if there was a poster a free poster at Carl's Jr he would like 
run over to Carl's Jr. and get that Kobe Bryant poster, you know, like, like he, he was like eight or nine years old at the time. Like he loved Kobe. And so, and it's just like so sad to see this, like this sadness all over around me. Every bus I've seen is that like RIP Kobe, like every metro bus sign, you just see banners of Kobe everywhere. Like it's just, I was like, you just don't, this is an this was a very unusual celebrity death. I think celebrity deaths were associating with like some kind of mental health issue, d- depression, suicide, right? But he was like a he was mm. 41 healthy um yeah, and it was so sudden. So sudden. I mean, it was just and his daughter. Shock. And his daughter. Were, there were two other girls, I think. It was her and like her friends, all 13-year-old girls, all so you sad. know, loving basketball, loving game. They're all on their way to play basketball. And yeah, I think it was just, ugh. I still think about it. I couldn't sleep. A lot of like sleepless nights. I'm like, it was, I just never knew. I didn't know it would have this kind of impact on me until it happened and mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just <sighs> like the shock that mm-hmm. he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's my glisten. Wow. Essential oils <laughs> and Kobe Bryant. I, I need, yeah. Well, I need, my glisten. I need the oils. <laughs> <laughs> I just read this extraordinary novel, which had been on my radar for a couple years, but I finally got around to reading it, called Asymmetry. It's by Lisa Halliday. Um and it is in binary form, meaning there are two sections to the novel, followed by a coda, which returns to the first section. Um, and I don't want to give too much away, but um, but it's basically two sections that are about completely different characters, completely different situations, um, and yet they end up connecting in this really surprising way. And I think what she's doing with the form is fascinating. Um, and, and I mean, it's really an example of a, a work of fiction that is as much about the nature of fiction itself and writing as it is about um, the characters. And it's her first novel. I'm so really much looking forward to her next novel. Yeah. It's really good. And it's like, it, it is the kind of thing... I mean, I read it, I read, basically I read half of it in one day and then a week later I read the rest of it in another day. I mean, it's, it was just like, I couldn't put it down. It's so good. Um, yeah, I recommend That's awesome. it. Asymmetry. That's awesome. Um, well, plugs. plugs. Do you have any plugs, plugs to promote to our listeners? Yes. On March 12th, Thursday. Um, I'm going to be participating in a storytelling show uh, Ooh. Uh, at Teatro Luna, and I'm really excited. Uh, the theme is magic. <laughs> so uh, really exciting. Um, I'm, I've been- How does it work? Do you have to – did you submit a story that you're going to tell mm-hmm. or did you I mean, just, like- I think I will have to like I think I'm gonna send them a story that I want to write about or talk about Uh um and then just kind of go from there I think but I I had like threw in my name a few months back and 
because at, at the time I was trying to do more storytelling shows. And so I'm really excited about participating in this one and, and all women, I believe. That's yeah. so cool. So listeners, you should go check no. that out. So it's Thursday, March mm-hmm. 12th. Where? Damn. Oh, yeah, and then, and okay. I'll I'll share more deets as I find out more too on the show and yeah, so that'll be pretty exciting. Um, yeah. yeah. All right, what's your plug, Sam? Um, so my play Daisy Violet, the Bitch Beast King, is going to have a workshop production at the Performance Lab at the New College of Florida um, next weekend. So if any listeners are Sarasota-based and you didn't get a chance to see the reading of the play at Urbanite Theater, um, or even if you did, I encourage you to go check it out. I got to Skype with the students in the performance lab um, a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was last weekend. I can't remember. I think it was two weeks ago. And they are super smart and um, talented, and I wish I could go see it. So Wait, the students reached yeah. out to you, right? And so um, Summer Wallace, who is the artistic director at Urbanite mm-hmm. Theater, um, she's teaching this class. And so gotcha. she asked if they could use my play, but it's all student directed and designed and performed. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be a really kick-ass mm-hmm. performance. So cool. Yeah, that's my plug. Great. That's awesome. So that's our first episode, listeners, of the year. Yeah, and we're, we can't wait to have a whole year of um, episodes yeah. with you guys. Um, so make sure to follow us, like us. You know what? Honestly, I don't even care about your likes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, love us. I need she you really does I need care. You she, that was a total lie. Yeah, that's fun. Please leave us rave reviews on iTunes. <laughs> um, but make sure to follow us. Tweet about us. Yeah. Know, but- whatever you people do. Post TikToks about us. Oh, gosh. Is that a thing? I, I think it is. Um, so make sure to follow us for, you know, for updates and things that are happening or soon to happen. And, and again, and we always love your emails and messages and your comments and your ideas like we love them and we welcome them with open arms so can i say one more glisten oh yeah i have one more glisten before you go um okay i watched because i'm this is just who i am i watched a lot of the impeachment trial in the senate and there's something so ridiculously theatrical about watching these senators write their question on a little piece of paper and then well, you and you don't get to see that part, but then you see this page in dressed all in blue carry this question up to the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, who then reads it out loud to either the White House counsel or the House managers. I mean, it's just like it feels like something from another century, which of course it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they weren't allowed to have any electronic devices, they could only drink water and milk. <laughs> Um, and yeah they could drink water (laughs) and they could drink milk um and i don't know someone should write a play about that oh my goodness uh oh my goodness i you know what no comment i'm not gonna (laughs) sarah out sarah's out goodbye
Right. Bye, guys. <laughs>